whatever period of time this is, we're we're Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm Laser J. I'm joined as always by my good buddy and co-host. Hey everybody, it's Kai. How's it going? And we're yep. joined again by the lovely Scarlet. Greetings, salutations. Yes. For those who missed that episode, cetera, Scarlet was the last time Scarlet was here. That was when we talked about Shrek, Shrek. right? Yes. Yeah, yes. all Shrek. the Shrek movies. Uh, and, uh, Happy Pride. And... Happy Pride. Hmm. Happy Pride, that's right. Yeah, and, Happy Pride. Uh, Be gay, do crime. Yep, and that's why this episode is, uh, Shivra. Because, gay. In Noel Stevenson's words, it Indeed. is the queer agenda. Let us, yes. let us, uh, be respectful. They were refer. they're being referred to as N.D. Stevenson as of now. N.D. Stevenson these days? All right. They are they are N.D. Stevenson and prefer gender neutral terms as of as of the recording of this podcast. Yeah. Last time I had checked on their Twitter was everything. I thought N.D. was just a shorthand. I think they for terms of gender like in terms of pronouns it's everything, but they just prefer the gender neutral name of N.D. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, because when I was looking up stuff, it was. Uh... They were referred to as uh, N.D. Stevenson, formerly uh, Noel Stevenson. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, Keeping that in mind. As far as we're aware, it's N.D. Stevenson. Their IMDb has not been updated, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. IMDb is a pain in the ass to update, from what uh, I understand. According to the she wiki and according to their twitter it's nd stevenson yep all right all right but before we get to that uh there's no upkeep this week because everything's off season or over or over or over so sad about fucking amphibia being over man yeah but we got weeks so uh Scarlet, you're our guest, so you have first crack at the week. What what, many, what many you been weeks doing to catch up? Um, I haven't been up to too much. Uh, Elden Ring here, or there, but that's been a while. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is always constant. Xen- I've started uh, Xenoblade Chronicles um, Definitive Edition. Hmm. Uh, there's so much in there. Holy crap! There's so much in there. And mm-hmm. the other day I started up Nimi Kuni Wrath of the White Witch. And oh I hate God. Drippy. He is a little C word that I shall not say here. Drippy's a little bitch. Little bitch. Little bitch boy. Oh, I know nothing about And I watched the best movie of the decade. And I'm not afraid to claim that it's going to be the best movie of the decades of the 20s. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I have heard. Oh. I've heard good things. I have nothing but good words for that movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way: I have ADHD. If I'm watching something, I have to have like half screen, like half screened, scrolling Twitter or Tumblr on one side or on my phone. Everything, everywhere, all at once, had my entire attention the entire two hour runtime. Mm-hmm. That is how good an attention-grabbing it is. Mm. 
I I have heard many good things. I still need to watch it. It's apparently the personification of having ADHD. Very much so. But it's also about bagels and kindness and butt plugs and <coughs> family and it's about everything. Hmm. It, 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 it just lives up to its title. Hmm. You had me with bagels, but you lost me at butt plugs. Did I get you back with family? Nah. <laughs> mm, what about butt plugs combined with bagels? Bagel plugs? <laughs> bagel plugs? Oh, okay. and googly plugs. eyes. Also about googly eyes. Okay, it, that's got me back in. It, it's 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 hard to talk about without ruining the movie, but also you can, I can say almost anything happens in that movie, and um, you pretty much believe me. Okay. Just go, just go watch it. Like, yeah. do yourself a favor and watch this movie. I am your uh, quintessential white cis male jackass, and I only watch action movies. So, do you like kung fu? So, you like kung fu action? There's okay. kung fu action in this. There's yes. kung fu action in this. All right, I'm in. There well, are it's, martial... um, yeah, yeah uh, the two main stuntmen are self-trained uh, kung fu fighters who like learned by watching old um, Hong Kong Hong Kong kung fu films. Okay, you got me. Boom. I'm in. Got him. Got him. Got me. Oh. Lion and sinker. Got the straight white man. Got the straight white man. Uh, anything no. else? Be prepared to cry. Mm. I'm always prepared to cry. It doesn't take much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty else? much been my weeks. Okay. Alright. Guy, what you got brewing over there? Uh, let me think. So, Scarlet, I know you're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once being the best movie of the decade, but I'm <laughs> here to challenge you with uh, the film RRR, directed by the same man who directed the amazing... Uh, Tour de Force that was Bahu Bali and Bahu Bali 2. Hmm. RRR is much like Bahu Bali, a period piece. And it's it plays in 1920. And it's about uh, the revolution against the British Raj and the British Empire that were uh, uh, fucking that were in charge of India at that time, or were pretending to be in charge of India at that time. And the two main characters are, one of them is a native tribesman of a, a tribe in, uh, in India, and another is a member of the British Raj's police, and they form the greatest bromance in history and fight together in some of the greatest action scenes ever put to film. There is a scene where uh, they decide that the best course of actions were one of them to like flip onto the other's shoulders and become a four-armed fucking gatai of each other and just like start fighting like that and there's a scene where he 
surfs on the back of an old motorcycle and pulls out two sabers and cuts down just dude after dude that way. And there are, obviously, there are musical numbers. And it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. To, to tell you more would, again, much like everything, everyone at once, would be to spoil it. Go see it. Also, go see Bahubali. Yeah, if you haven't seen Bahubali, go watch Bahubali. The the joke ever since we watched Bahubali uh, in the server that we're all in is that is this the Bahubali of blank? Because everything why... everywhere all at once is the Bahubali of multiverse movies. Exactly. Because we watched it and went, why did anyone even bother making movies after Bahubali? Cinematic Masterpiece, 10 out of 11. No, wait, so, shit. One more time? <laughs> 11 out of 9. Can you? Can I get a third? <laughs> 12 out of 8. Okay, good enough. Purple out of rectangle. But yes, RRR, fantastic. Go watch it right now. Um, the other thing was I... I finally started reading Berserk. Okay. I am not super far in. I finished the Black Swordsman arc. Okay. And I'm starting the Golden Age stuff. Okay. So, and that's because fucking Berserk, the chapters are long as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, th- there will be th- two to three, maybe four chapters per volume. Of okay. Berserk. Does that mean you are caught up with uh, Drops of God, or are you still taking a break from uh, I'm taking a break from Drops of God. Okay. Uh, I am not caught up on Drops of God. Um, but I have been enjoying the sort of, um, what do I want to call it? The raw, unbridled brutality of berserk yeah like you just kind of have to revel in how like silly it is that how brutal berserk is and once you do and you just kind of like just bask in it it's kind of great just listen to the doom soundtrack anytime there's a fight scene like blazer said the last episode um and I, 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 it's funny that I finally decided to pick it up right before the news dropped that Berserk is in fact continuing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is in fact continuing. We're actually getting two new chapters this month. Alrighty. Uh, the guy who's writing it. Uh, it's essentially going to be continued by, um, fucking, uh, I forgot his name. He, I actually mentioned him when we talked about that, that video that Super Eyepatch Wolf did. Uh, he's, like, he was Miura's, like, best friend. And knew him for, like, years and years and years. And he talked to him at, with him at length about the plot of Berserk. And they bounced ideas off each other. And he is also a mangaka. An artist. Okay. Um, so it's going to be him. 
and uh, essentially Miura's like team of assistants continuing Berserk. So good news for Berserk fans, I guess. Potentially. Potentially, uh, it'll never be the same, obviously. No. But I mean, if Berserk gets to continue, and it's good, and it gets to finish, then you know what? That's better than you probably could have hoped for. You know. And the the guy, who, um, is working on it. Like I said, he, he knew Miura intimately, knew him for like twenty years. So yeah, if there's anybody, seen... go on. Wasn't isn't he the only one who knows like the entire like story? Yeah. Basically, it's because him and Miura like talked at length about it. Yeah. He, like Miura would often go to him and ask him for advice on where he should go with the story and they would like bounce ideas off of each other and shit. Okay. So he knows like in depth a lot of the stuff that Miura had planned for Berserk and not only that he knew Miura like he was probably he's the best host because again he's a manga artist, he's an author and also like he knew the man the best. So you couldn't have picked anybody better to continue it. Um, I just hope we don't get another Wheel of Time situation. Mm. Mm. Or another I mean, Dune. Another Dune, because I mean, like, look, I love Brandon Sanderson, I do, but there's no, there was no way he was ever going to give Wheel of Time a satisfying ending. To be fair, yeah. I don't think the original author was going to be able to give Wheel of Time a satisfying ending. That's true. You're correct, because Wheel of Time is a lot. I dropped off after, like, the seventh book. Where yeah. After, like, two and a half books of nothing happening, I'm like, I'm done. I can't keep going. I, the 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 fantasy series I did that with was when I was still reading the Dritz books. And I dropped off after, like, the ninth book. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't. I, I really was just, like, so over Dritz's, like, man pain and fucking Catabrie dying and his man pain about Catabrie dying. I was so over it. Yeah, no, that's fair. At least at least with Dritz, though, it was, like, each book was pretty much a self-contained story or trilogy. Yeah, the... the I, I honestly still recommend, like, the, the Dark Elf trilogy and, like, the uh, the original Icewind Dale trilogy. Those are still fun, pulpy, sword and sorcery adventure books. Yeah. Like, like truly. I really like the prequel trilogy. Yeah, the Dark Elf trilogy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Dark Elf trilogy. Yeah, and then the then chronologically... Because I, I didn't read them in publishing order, I read them in chronological, so I read the Dark Same. Elf trilogy first, and then I read the... The original Icewind Dale trilogy. Same. And then I read the trilogy after that. And that was when I dropped off. Was the, like, the, like, the end, near the end of, like, the third trilogy, beginning of the next trilogy, or whatever storyline was going on at that time. She comes back. I think, I think I did very similar. I can't remember if it was the third trilogy or the fourth trilogy that I left off on. I really can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't either because I, I was—I read them when I was a teenager, and my library stopped picking them up after some point. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Looking at Wikipedia, I got into Transitions, 
which is books 20 to 22. Hmm. Did you ever get to the shit where, like, the the larger meta-narrative stuff with the spell plague started happening? Yes, and I was very confused as to what was going on. Yeah, that, that shit was weird, because the spell plague was meant to, like, explain why 4th edition was the way it was. They, like, gave a meta in-universe reason for why 4th edition was like that. It, See, it, at it, the time, I didn't realize they were connected to D&D. I just knew they were um, part of a larger world um, that my library didn't carry a lot of the other books for. Okay. So I was just, I'm like, oh, okay, this this other thing is happening in this world. Okay, got it. Yeah, and then and then I heard there was this shit with, like, Katabria, like, being reincarnated or some shite, and she had her own series. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm... Uh, Fucking, I'm so, so done at that point, right? Like, you kill yeah. her off only to bring her back. Like, what was the point? You know? And it, I don't know if they did anything good with that. I was just so, like, put off by the entire, like, idea of the fucking man pain drift fridging yeah. her fridging her character shit yep. yeah that's fair which i mean for the time period those books were coming out that was super common but like that doesn't excuse it nope it, it did give there are some cool characters from those books i like like i mainly mainly jaraxel the uh the drow uh mercenary Drillaxle's the one great. who was kind I love of his like, stat block. Mm-hmm. Go on. The the one who was like kind of foppish. Yeah, he was like a yeah. bard bardish fucking yeah. guy. Yeah, that dude rules. Drillaxle I always and like, yeah, going against like um the Dark Elves uh bullshit with his mercenary group. Yeah. I I, I consider him to be like you remember in Yakuza 0, the guy that really sort of informed the way Majima acted the rest of the time? Yeah. Yeah. He's that to Drizzt, in my opinion. He's Drizzt of Drizzt at a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's what that guy was to Majima. Yeah. <laughs> a sense of humor and less morals. He's literally... Yeah. He's a foppish mercenary... He's literally the epitome of the swashbuckler fucking mercenary guy. Yeah. You know? Man, he and Pierre would get along great. Mm, oh, God, they would. They really would. Um, for those who don't, Pierre is a character I'm playing in the D&D thing. The, the campaign that Scarlet is running. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a lot of fun. He actually appeared, like, Jaraxel... Draxley, however the fuck you pronounce it. He appeared in the the Dragon Heist adventure. Mm. The the yep. fifth edition one. Nice. So I'm glad he's still around, because I mean he was definitely one of my favorite characters from those books. And then you have fucking what's that bitch's name? The other mercenary, the fucking the guy who was the 
the rival to Dritzt, who is like the ultimate edgelord guy with the, uh, Art Ar Artemis and Cherry. That fucking bitch. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> the yeah. Fucking... Everything that people mo okay, most of the things that people make fun of for Dritz to Warden, you can also find in Artemis and Trary. Yeah, it's, he's such a he's so he's the worst. Like him and yeah, him and Jarloxo are boyfriends. God, I Artemis hates it. I'm willing to like just as a side. I'm willing to let Dritz like as a character pass a lot of the time because he's sort of like. He's like the originator of sort of that character. The tortured fucking guy with two swords and shit, you know? Like, he's that guy. Yeah, but like, he also, like, you know, he wants his friends. He wants to be around people. It's just people don't want to be around him. Whereas, on the flip side, Artemis is just your edgy... Um, Edgy shadow, shadow Lord who doesn't want to be around anybody and is too cool for school. And has a very... It has a uh, obsession with Dritz. He does have a talking sword. Or did. He, he did... Was it... I remember he had a dagger that was like a vampire dagger, but I don't remember the talking sword. Maybe... Look, it's been... It's been a while. It's been almost 15 years since I've read these books. Past like it, this, yeah. the, the the first trilogy. I haven't read them since high school, so yeah. But anyway, mm. uh, I'm enjoying Berserk. I will probably have more to say when like you know I'm actually like really deep in the paint because I'm still because the Black Swordsman stuff is like you know it, it's more of a an appetizer to the real shit. I don't actually remember any of it. <laughs> You don't remember the fucking the slug viscount and the the snake guy? No. No, nah, none of it. Okay. It, Golden Age sort of wiped it all out of my brain. Mm. Fair enough. I will say this: the one thing I'll even early on, the one thing I'll say that fucking Super Eye Patch Wolf is super right about is, God, it's it. Every time Guts swings that fucking sword, does it feel so good? Yeah. Yeah. Every time, it's just... You feel it, and it's so good. There's a yep. reason it has influenced all, like, great sword users ever since its inception. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and... Let me think if there's anything else that's, like, super relevant. Other than, cause a lot of my time was taken up by trying to watch all 52 episodes of she Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, other than the, the stuff I'm already... That I'm, I'm keeping up with, like I said, Komei and Spy Family. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the fucking dodgeball episode was hilarious. With Spy Family. Oh, I haven't been keeping up with yeah, that. Yeah, that was the last... I remember those chapters. Yeah, that yeah. was the last episode, was the Dodgeball episode. Okay. I forgot about that shit. A better Dodgeball episode than Hunter x Hunter's Dodgeball episodes. Hey, I like those episodes. I got bored after, like, the second one. Eh. Greed Island is fine. It's fine. It's not as... It's like... 
it's not as bad as people say, but like it is the weakest arc for sure, other than the hunter exam. I and hunter, I enjoyed the hunter exam. I think the most out of anything so far. I I, really? I I've dropped off at the Chimera arc, but that's neither here nor there. Not even fucking. You didn't like the New York New arc. That was a good arc. Yeah, you know, that's, that's you know, probably been my favorite part of it so far. Yeah, I mean, Chimera Ant is, like, iconic, obviously, but, like... It's also so long. It is, but it's so good. Yeah. There's a reason people talk about it. Um, also, fucking Hunter Hunters. I'll believe it when I see it, but apparently Hunter Hunter is coming back. Like he was like I'm like I'm he show he literally posted pictures of him drawing the manuscript and I'm like I'll believe it when you actually put it out, bitch. Like I'm I'm I do not want to choose to hope about anything. Ah oh, fuck. I miss dodgeball. Just in general. Yeah, that was that was a fun day in gym. Yeah. I never liked dodgeball, but that's because uh, I was always the target at all times. I am good at dodging, and I am good at throwing. So. Mm, I'm I, bad I at sports. I could catch it well enough. I'm bad at sports. Catch is not good for me. I'm, I'm not good at catching. But I can dodge. Why isn't there a fucking dodgeball anime? That is a good question. That, much like hockey, which is a hill I will die on, dodgeball would be another really good anime to have. Yeah. Fuck, I want a super dumb dodgeball sports anime. That would be great. It would be. Uh, if you're the looking 90s. for a good dodgeball game, uh, Knockout is a free game that yeah. uh, is, is a fairly solid game. Hmm. 3v3 dodgeball. Yeah. The dodgeball minigame in Bully is pretty good, too, but you have limited amounts of times you can play it, sadly. Isn't there yeah. a sequel? Isn't there a Bully sequel coming out? I can't remember if they announced it or if it was like a, le- a supposed leak or something like that. Much like you and uh, Hunter Hunter, I'll believe it when I see it. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. Uh, I watched Shorzy, which is the spinoff of Letterkenny. Oh. About Shorzy. Is that any good? <laughs> it's very good. It's oh. still Jared Kiso. Jared Kiso, play, uh, the, the guy who plays uh, Wayne, is oh, right. Shorzy. Yeah. Look and love Wayne. Yeah. Uh, same, same, same guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, playing, uh... Mm-hmm. I, I can't do a good imitation of the voice, but just you know that chirpy bastard from right from the show with the hockey. And yeah, the, I fucked your mother. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Jonesy. Fuck you. I, I forgot the other guy's name. I re- I think fucking my favorite character from Letterkenny is Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan's good. I. I don't consider the main trio separate characters Hmm. just because when they're not all three together chirping, 
I don't care. <laughs> the just the the flow of the three of them talking, much like I would not want any solo albums from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> you you're correct. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Fucking the 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 um. The scene I always think of when I think about Letterkenny is the scene where they're talking about fucking uh, steaks. Yeah. And, and fucking Squirrely Dan just going, oh yeah, me and Gordon Ramsay are both morons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking cracks uh, me up every time. Yeah. So Shorzy's fun. Uh, it's about hockey. It, it, it's more about hockey. Mm. Um, uh... Very funny. If you like Letter Kenny, you'll like Shorzy. Okay. Simple and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched uh, Reservation Dogs. Oh. I, uh, I've heard it's really good. Yeah. It, it's not what I expected, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, even though I was looking forward to what I expected. Um, I think it's better than what I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh in that I, I was just kind of expecting a comedy, uh, but there's there's a lot of heart to the show. Uh, it talks about things that I I imagine are important. I I can't know firsthand, so I can't make that call. Yeah, Scarlet has more authority on that than us. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really like uh, show talk and get into or TV show. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, it's more about North American native tribes as yeah. opposed to the native tribes of like Canada. So it's like no, no, it's uh, different. Yeah, it's different. It's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a really bad pun that I'm resisting the urge to make. Yeah. Uh huh. Make it. Make it. Make it. Gotta say it now. None of it translates. Uh huh. Okay, that was a bad pun. You're correct. That, that was, was a, a bad pun. pun. I yeah. I regret everything. I regret. I regret it too. Uh, I, I'm apologizing to anyone who heard that. Anyway, uh, Reservation Dogs is very good. Uh, it's the perfect mix of, like, heart and comedy and, uh, just a little splash of, uh, like, supernatural, like, bringing in folklore and making it a part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they do a second season, I would definitely watch it. I've heard good things about it. It's one of the very few pieces of media actually talking about what it's like to live on a reservation in North America and in, in, in the U.S. Basically, yeah, there's there's nothing. I, I don't think there's anything else that does it. There's a comic. Uh, I okay. For, I forget what it, it's a. I think it's a dark horse comic where it takes place on a reservation. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that's kind of about it, at least as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Not a lot of stuff talked about that. No. Uh, trying to think of what else. 
I restarted Elden Ring because mm. I was unhappy with my build. I sort of just... you you do know that they just like throw respects at items that you like. Yeah, the problem is the problem is I was having a really hard time getting through uh, Raya Lucario. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, if you can't get through there, you can't really respec. Please excuse our technical difficulties. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, uh... I, I fucked up my damage output on that original save. I just wasn't... Nothing I could do could really, like... Right. It, it wasn't reasonable to try to up my damage output, and I couldn't really use any stronger weapons either because my... It, it, I just didn't want to take the time it would take to farm out the souls I would need to raise my strength or dex higher. Okay. Uh, I was probably want to make a note to cut out the thing that I was doing where I was like, can anybody hear me? I don't know I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. try to remember. Okay. Um, well, apologies to anybody listening to this that <laughs> if that didn't get cut. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah, I, I got back to where I was before restarting in an afternoon. So, like, yeah. not a lot of time lost. Yeah, no lost time, I suppose. Yeah. And once you know uh, the fights, it's easy enough to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Because yeah, c- most of the time I spent in that first save was really just scraping the map for things I wanted. Yeah. And once you know where everything is. Yeah. And I had sort of more heavily solidified what I wanted to do in that uh, first run Mm -hmm. that I just, yeah, so it's, I call it quality, but it's really more of just like, I want to be able to use the hammer when I'm on foot, I want to be able to use a halberd when I'm on the horse, Mm -hmm. and I'd also like to be able to use faith. Yeah. Mm. So strength, dex, and faith are what so, I'm. Pumping. So quality, faith. Yeah. Leaning towards strength. Yeah. I've yeah. I've got like thirty-one strength right now, mm. uh, twenty dex, and uh, nineteen faith. I'm trying to pump faith. I wanna, I wanna be able to use the cipher pato. So I'm working towards thirty faith right now. Mm. Okay. Uh. trying to think if there's anything else. No, that's it. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back... You know what? Uh, no, we, we will all take a quick break. We'll take a quick break, and when we get back... Uh, Shira, see you then. And welcome back. All right. Shira. Shira. 2018 to... Yep, Shira. Ran from 2018 to 2020 on Netflix. Uh, developed by N.D. Stevenson. And uh, based on, you know, the, the old 80s cartoon. The original She-Ra, Princess of Power. Yep. Uh, directed by Jen Bennett, Roy Burdeen, Mandy Clotworth, uh, Christina Manrique. Uh, Leanne Hughes, Stephanie Stein, David Dwoomin Wu, Diana Hunt, 
uh, Adam Henry and Steve Cooper. Uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Glenn did a lot of the voice acting, um, directing. Yeah, yeah, the, yes. the Mary Elizabeth Glenn. He's still my beating heart. He's still. Uh, writing credits go to N.D. Stevenson, Josie Campbell, uh, Catherine Nolfi, Laura Sreenby, Sreenbeni, Sreenbeni? I don't know. M. Willis, <laughs> uh, Sonia Warfield, James Krieg, Shane Lynch, uh, Rich Burns, and uh, characters created by Larry DeTilo. Uh, legendary Larry DeTilo. The legendary Larry DeTilo. Uh, starring the voices of Amy Carrero as Adora, Marcus Gribner as Bo, Karen Fukuhara as Glimmer, AJ Michalka as Ketra, Keston John as Hordak, Christine Woods as Entrapta, Lauren Ash as Scorpia, Lorraine Toussaint as Shadow Weaver, Adam Ray as Swiftwind, Genesis Rodriguez as Perfuma, Vela Lavelle as Mermista, Morla Gorondona as Light Hope, uh, Diana Davis as Lonnie, uh, Merritt Layton as Frosta, uh, Reshma Shetty as Angela, Jordan Fisher as Seahawk, Anthony Del Rio as Kyle. <laughs> God damn it, God Kyle. God damn it, Kyle. God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I still want to edit uh, scenes of Lonnie, Rogelio, and Kyle with audio from the Tenacious D show and Tenacious <laughs> D movie. Uh-huh. Where, uh, Jack Black is just cursing out Kyle like, God damn it, Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Day Kim is Micah. Uh, Crystal Joy Brown is Natasha. Jacob Tobia is Double Trouble. Uh, N.D. Stevenson is Spinnerella. Uh, Sandra O oh is Castaspella. Uh, Zara Fazal is Mara. Amanda Celine Miller is Flutterina. Uh, Gina Davis is Huntara. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, any major characters? Uh, Great Delisle is Raz, aka Greg Griffin. Great Delisle, yep. Also the general. Yeah, also the general. Uh, Greg Griffin as Raz, Madam Raz. Yeah, I think you got everybody. Other than that, yeah. Uh, John Laval is Lavelle is uh, Pika Blue, and but a lot of like. Small time characters. Yeah, tertiary characters are characters that only showed up in like one episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the cats is Milog. Yeah, <laughs> one of the yeah, <laughs> one of the cats is Milog. Um, so the fu- you know the funny thing about this show what? is that like this is my first time watching, obviously, and the reason for that is is that this show was airing as we were starting this fucking podcast. Well, it was ending. Well, yeah, as we it was were like starting. it was like on air as we were doing the podcast because like, so I was like, oh, well, I'll just wait to watch it because we're just gonna do it for the podcast eventually. 
And then we put it off again and again and again, and I'm sorry. And, we, and it only took us uh, two years to get there. But we got there. And I've been mm-hmm. bugging you since the start of the podcast to do it. I, it's, and to be on it for it. If you are, and we're here. We're doing it now. Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> like Honestly, if the timing had been there, we probably would have done this for Pride last year. But it just wasn't. Yeah, uh, last year I was, was it, yeah, no, 2020 was when I was dealing with my antidepressant escapade, right? Yeah, and then 2021 was just a a time for all of us. Yeah. So we just missed out on recording during, or having the time to record an episode that would be out for Pride. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't get the chance to do she last year. Yeah. Now, so we're here now. We're here now. God fucking damn it, I love she It's such a good fucking it's show. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. And I'm so mad that I took this long to watch it. I would trade every other version of He-Man... For a version done in this setting by N.D. Stevenson. I would, too. Well, Revelations was really good. I don't fucking ca- I, I like Revelations. I, 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 I throw it into Mount Doom in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. If it meant that N.D. Stevenson He-Man. Don't you mean Serpent Mountain? S- Snake Mountain, sure, whatever. Yeah, Snake Mountain, yeah. The, the, the joke was there, I was just trying to, like, you know... That one in the Snake Mountain. Uh, fucking... I knew that the show was important. But yeah. it wasn't until I actually watched it and read more about it that I realized how important it was for representation. Yeah. It's like, the, yeah. the, you know, the big one that are, like, obviously Adora and Catra, like, that's the big one. But, like... This show has non-binary characters. It has gay characters. It has bisexual characters. It has lesbians. It has everything. It has an it has autistic care. It has an autistic character. Yeah, like a canonically autistic character. And God, I love her. It's got trans characters. Mm Mm-hmm. They wanted to have one more, but couldn't. Yeah. Perfuma was originally intended to be trans, but the reason that she wasn't trans was not because of the reason you might think. It wasn't because of executive meddling or anything. It was because uh, when they were making the show, uh, they wanted any non-binary or trans character to be voiced by a non-binary or trans person. Yeah. So they couldn't, like, you know... They didn't want to make Perfuma trans because they wanted Perfuma to actually be voiced by a trans trans woman if Perfuma was actually trans. Yeah. yeah. Which I respect. Like, as much as I wanted Perfuma to be trans, I respect it. Yeah. Because every other non-binary character or trans character is voiced by a non-binary or trans person. Fucking uh, Double Trouble. Uh, voiced by a non-binary voice actor. Jewel Star, voice, mm-hmm. voiced by a trans man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. I Who was? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jewel Star. In season five. Jewel, Jewel Star. Star? Okay. Yeah, the, okay. the brother. Yeah. 
yeah. gay yeah. trans man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the original series, Jewelstar was... Uh, the star siblings were the star sisters. Yes. Okay. So, you know, make yes. one of them trans. Nice. Yeah. I wish we got to see more of those siblings. Yeah, I did too. Like, honestly, I wanted... I was so upset... That I, we didn't get more best friend squad in space. I was so. I legitimately upset. want a sequel where it's them in space going through like the remnants of um, first ones on different planets, and like the fallout of Horde Prime's empire. Yeah, and also like somewhere out there is the planet that Adora came from. Yeah, which may not may or may not be Eternia. It's unclear. Because nothing involving the He-Man lore is ever referenced, uh, or the Grayskull. Like Gray, Grayskull. Like Grayskull, but like within the context of the show, we don't know what Grayskull is. Yes, we do. No. Yes, we do. Do we? Is it? Oh, yeah, right. It's, it's the name of the the Rebel Group. Yeah, it's the name of Mars Rebel Group. Grayskull. Grayskull Squadron. Yeah, which. Which, now that's a larger reference, like to Castle. And that was like, oh yeah, there's a place called Grayskull where we first came from. Yes, we don't know, and they probably just named themselves that because of the castle. Yeah, because otherwise, why would Shiro's battle cry be for the honor of Grayskull? Yeah, because the first ones weren't the ones who created Shiro. She was always there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wanted so bad for more Best Friend Squad in space. Mainly because I just wanted more of Catra just kind of like being a part of the team and hanging out. Yeah. Because yeah. all that stuff is kind of some of the best stuff in the show. Like, especially Bo, like just her being so fucking angry. There's a dozen potential spin-offs there is. in that show. There is. There's a There's lot of so much that yeah that you could do. There's some characters I wanted more of, like uh Huntara. Yeah. For obvious reasons. <laughs> you are predictable. I am predictable. I like big ladies. Yeah. I also like... cannot lie. I love I love Huntara and I love Scorpia. Scorpio is great. Scorpio is one of the best characters. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to make you choose a favorite character, but like mm-hmm. favorite three. <sighs> you don't have to rank them; just three favorites. I think, I think it has to be Entrapta, Catra, and Scorpia. The okay, the, the fucking the trio from. The, the horde like truly I love them so much okay Adora Scorpia and fuck this is a huge toss up I love Perfuma I love Catra I love Dub I don't think there's a fucking single character I don't like there's, a, um, there's not a bad character in this show and that's the no. problem yeah except for Shadow Weaver screw Shadow Weaver <laughs> I love Shadow Weaver though Shadow Weaver is great She's, Sh- Shadow terrible. Weaver is perfect in the role she occupies, and that makes her a great character. Yes. But fuck Shadow Weaver. Fuck mm-hmm. Shadow Weaver. Okay, no, I know my third. It's Bo. Bo? Yeah, yeah Bo. it's Bo. Yeah, I love okay. me a little, like, I love me a tech wizard. Um, 
Fair enough. Just like fuck shit up. Tech wizard right. who is ridiculously positive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta have those beans of sunshine. Um, honorable mention to Seahawk, though. Yeah, Seahawk's yeah, great. Seahawk. I, I fucking love Seahawk. I love Seahawk and where Mr.'s relationship. Like, they love each other so much that they... It, but they also hate each other in such a loving way. Well, I feel like that's mostly one-sided. I think Seahawk is purely in love. No... Yes. No hatred. It 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 is fully Andy Dwyer, April Ludgate. Mm-hmm. That that is wholesale. What that dynamic? I'll is. I'll never get over that fucking first time that we meet Mermista and and him together, and it's just like he immediately just falls into her lap and just like puts his hand <laughs> on his forehead and leans back like a fucking fainting couch. Yeah, just like yeah, male wife. Literal, yeah, literal male wife. Can't get over it. I think my, I think, like, one of the, my favorite interactions with them is, um, in the bar in season five. Oh, yeah. Where they're taking out Seahawks, like, the people he's made mad, and then she stands up, and then she has to get back down because she sees somebody whose boat she set on fire. <laughs> and then he's yeah. so, he like. I've in love with you in my entire life. Yeah, he covers his mouth and you can hear him just go, I've never been more in love with you. Oh, God. What happened to the the Dragon Queen 3? Oh, she burned because I set her on fire. <laughs> or whatever the, whatever the fuck it was, the line. I think that that's prop... You know, I think that we we just said it, but like, there's no bad character. I think that that's easily one of this so strongest points is that yes there is no bad character yeah and it yeah. has it has strong character writing and the fact that like you you want you can imagine like any two or three or four characters in a room and you'll know exactly how those characters will interact yeah, yeah. Uh, just i wanted to see so many different combinations of characters interacting I'm that, sad we didn't get to see more Micah and Shadow Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. Or more because and, we didn't have the time. Or more Micah and no. Glimmer, for that matter. More yeah. Micah and Glimmer. Like, it, yeah. What happened with them in Season 5 is a gut punch. But, like, mm-hmm. it would have hurt even more if she had actually got to spend time with him for. I, I think it's... It happened. I think it's so much more heartbreaking that the first time she sees him is that he is mind-controlled. Yeah. Like, that's... That hurts so much more, honestly. Or... I would've... Sorry, go. No, no, go on, go on. Or, um, she sees him, and then seconds later he becomes mind-controlled. Yeah. Yeah, that would also have hurt. I would've just liked an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of a just, just see, you know, like we got that little bit of a uh, of Adora's like perfect world uh, mm-hmm. illusion. Right. I would have just liked to seen how things actually. End. Yeah, but I think leaving it open and just like the story isn't over, you don't get an epilogue because it's not over. 
is yeah. the better move. Yeah, and as much as I want more, I'm 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 more happy when a show leaves me wanting more than if it when it ends it overstays. Yeah, overstays its yeah. welcome. Which I mean, it just it's a sign of the good show that it's like, oh you man, I more. wish there was more time for this or that or whatever, you know. I I would gladly take. Um... Do you remember that first book of comics that Avatar got? The one that was right. just like an anthology of little stories. Yes. yes. I would take a dozen volumes of that. Yeah. Yeah, we've got at least one graphic novel, but yeah, and it's about the yes. it's about the fire princess. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, I, I've got that sitting on my shelf. It, it's pretty good. Uh, which I was constantly questioning why there wasn't a fire princess, and then I found out oh, there's a comic about the fire princess. Yeah, because that she seems it's like the obvious missing element is fire here. But yep. you know, whatever. Um. I honestly wish we got another episode with Rogelio, Lonnie, and Kyle. Yeah, that that is drafted towards the end. That is one of my proposed spinoffs. Just those three. It, it it's a sitcom of those three raising imp. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I. I I honestly I, want just a Perfuma and Scorpio thing. Yes, that would be very That'd nice. That would be good. Um, part of my proposed uh, domestic sitcom with the, the Horde trio mm-hmm. is uh, they make good on that in-joke that the, the crew had where Kyle is He-Man, but he only uses the powers for domestic things. Yes! <laughs> so lifting the couch to vacuum. vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. God, that'd be... Gain, a, gain a, another two, three feet just to, you know, dust the dust the corners of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted more of them. I wish that... I wish we had gotten more focus on the Entrapto Hordak stuff. That That's another one I'd love. Uh, for the record, my, my three favorites are... Hordak, Entrapta, and Scorpia. So I would really love just more Entrapta and Hordak. You know, okay, hold on. Yeah. I said honorable mention Seahawk, but can I add another honorable mention? Sure. Wrong Hordak. Wrong Hordak? Wrong Hordak. I fucking love Wrong Hordak. Uh, Wrong Hordak is absolutely phenomenal. Wrong Hordak and all the other Hordak clones just learning to, like, Live in a society. Yeah. Now, what were you going to say, Laser? Uh. My two Dax. <laughs> no, but you were going to say something about Wrong Hordak, specifically. Oh, just, I, I love Wrong Hordak. Uh. Mm-hmm. I like to call him Ron. Ron. W-R-O-N. Yeah. Because Wrong Hordak is, it, it's so much. It is. They probably, is. they probably shortened it at some point. It, it, it it's Ron, right? Yeah, it's Ron. And Hordak, Dak. Just call him Dak. Hordak. But, yeah. Fucking, I... The, the, the one that cracks me up every time is that scene where the, the episode where they find Milog, and in the background, 
fucking wrong Hordak is having an existential crisis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Trapper's like, I think he's having an existential crisis, but don't worry, I can handle it. There, there. <laughs> it's, I I love mm. Entrapped so fucking much. She's she's very very good. I I, I think. Go on. Sorry, go. No, I was just uh, the thing I I was gonna make. You know that meme of like, uh, I love X. Got to be one of my favorite genders. I need to make one of God. I I love pur- purple autistic coded scientists, and it's just Entrapped <laughs> and Alador. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I or, think one of my like Hordak learning wrong wrong Hordak learning how to wink. Oh. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, wrong Hordak is. I, I love I, I love I love wrong Hordak so much. I, I would give anything for the my two decks spinoff. Mm-hmm. Just just Hordak and wrong Hordak and Entrapto living together. Yeah, yeah. I, I the reason I like Entrapto so much is that like, um, I have never. Well, no, that's not. There's been very few shows that I have ever seen a character that was so fucking autistic. Yeah. And yeah, God, I love her. In a good In a way. Good way. Yes. Like. They address the fact that, like, autistic people have a hard time uh, with social cues and interacting with other people. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, the crux of Entrapta's entire, like, character arc. Is that, like, she keeps failing and interacting with other people. And thus she feels like the only time she was ever happy was when she was cooped up in a lab by herself. With nothing but robots. Because robots understand her. And nobody else does. And every time she's ever tried to reach out to anybody, she's been betrayed. And yeah. it's just... Yeah. Heartbreaking. Truly. And... Really... How do I want to say this? As cheesy as it is to say... It's true. Is that... The idea of friendship is one of the big overarching themes of the oh, show. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, pow- like, not just the power of friendship, but like... It's love in all its forms. Exactly. Yeah. Bo said it best. Sometimes friendship is hard. You yeah. have to work at it. It's not easy. Not easy being the positive guy all the time and trying to fix things, but sometimes you gotta. Yeah, Uh, like that's the entire point of season four is it's hard. You gotta work at it. You're gonna have differing views sometimes. Yeah, and if you, it's it it it, her Entrapta's whole character kind of like can parallel to Catra's, where Catra's whole problem is not that. She doesn't know. Is it? She doesn't know how to interact, but just in a different way. Yeah. Because like, the only. Inter- she's got Go on. that. Uh, she's she's got that imposter syndrome thing where it's like. You you just decide no one likes you, and so you 
treat everyone that way. Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't help that her major parental figure treated her that way. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's the that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing I was gonna say is that like her her only like point of reference for interacting with people is like her parental figure. The only person good an influence in her life is Adora, and and then yeah. once Adora is gone. Like, she has nothing. And then the one time she tries to, like... It's like, Adora's gone, it's like, everybody leaves me. And then she tries to, like, attack... Like, fucking make some kind of connection with Shadow Weaver. And then Shadow Weaver betrays her. So it's like, every opportunity that Catra has had to try and, like, connect with another person, they've, in her eyes, they've turned away from her. So why should she bother? You know. She's always been the, like the second pick, like the second yeah second pick. She didn't earn Force Captain. She only got it because Adora left. Mm-hmm. She had to get everything she got. She pretty much had to claw and manipulate and fight for herself. And yeah, people kept leaving, and yeah, a lot of that was her pushing away. Like she treated Scorpio like shit. It's because she didn't. Yep. She literally didn't know how to interact other yeah. than that because it was like lashing out and pushing people away and manipulating them that was all she knew because again the only good influence in her life was gone the only person she ever gave a damn about was gone and she felt so betrayed and abandoned and alone and it was just everything that was ever wrong with her bubbling up and her just lashing out at anybody now now what does that make what she did to Scorpio right absolutely not oh no but it was just about the fact that like the cycle of abuse is hard to break yeah and like you, you can't blame her for not wanting to get close to anybody when every time something happens she gets left behind, or she's not the choice. Or she's not good enough. She's been told her entire life that she's not good enough. And then everything that keeps happening to her enforces that thing that she's been told her entire life. She's not good enough for Adora. She's not good enough for Shadow Weaver. She's not good enough for Hordak. She's not good enough for anybody. All she has is herself. And she, she keeps pushing herself into a corner and that's when like the Horde Prime shit happens where it's like because she kept pushing other people away she had no one she was totally alone and Segway just like her so was Glimmer yeah yep. because just like when Katra didn't listen to anybody about the portal because she was so assured that she was right and she had to do what needed to be done, Glimmer did the exact same thing. Cinematic parallels. Cinematic parallels. Adora has a type. Adora does have a type. Basically, me and uh, Scarlet are here for Best Friend Squad Polycule Agenda. Adora is dating Bo. Adora is dating everybody. Bo is dating uh, Glimmer and Adora. Mm-hmm. Catra is dating Glimmer and Adora. Yes, the polycule. Yes, it's 
beautiful, truly. And and Bo uh, and uh, yeah, Bo and Catra, Catra have just, like they're just friends. They're just friends. It, I. That's why I kind of wanted more of Bo and Catra interacting. Because <laughs> yeah. when they did, it was hilarious. It was. Why are you like this? <laughs> when she just fucking licked him. <laughs> <laughs> or like when he tried to tie her up more and he just was like she bites <laughs> I gotcha. the, the world's biggest nuisance the the one that really got me was that same episode when her and Glimmer and Bo are like talking and you see Catra in the background scratching her face with her foot and then sniffing it <laughs> just being the most cat like she could possibly be. Like actual gremlin. Actual gremlin. I, I, I think oh, no, go on. Okay. I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different direction with Catra, so you finish. Um Oh and of course the, the scene where it's like, Oh, are we annoying Adora? Here, let me help Yeah, it just, just sits on just, just right on her lap. Just sits on her. <laughs> Hitting her I with wanted, her tail. I wanted more of that so much. Oh, uh, anyway. Mm. What I was going to say is, I think Catra is probably the most skilled fighter in the series. Yeah, she doesn't have any power. She's just that good. And she goes toe-to-toe with, with Adora in her Shira form multiple times. Mm-hmm. And constantly... Is either on equal footing or almost has the upper hand. Yeah. Every single time. So so, so here's where I present my Catra is a Thundercat ah, theory. Okay. A, th- a Thundarian. So she has Thundarian physio- physiologies, which we see in Thundercats. All Thundercats have some unique thing going on. They do, yeah. So... That's my, that that's basically the totality of my, Catra is a thunder. I want that crossover. Yeah, I want to believe uh, the Thunderans are leading a rebellion. Yeah, somewhere in some corner. Somewhere. somewhere. They're basically, you know, who, whatever the Lion-O equivalent in this. Yeah. Uh, his his dad's the. Uh, Basically, the Bail Organa. You can't see it, but I'm opening my Word document to write this down. <laughs> Good. I've had this running in my head since the since it first aired. My, uh, I've have I've been having big things about writing some Shira stuff, and that's that's up there because I do love I love Thundercats. So my my, uh, uh, my further theory before I learned the. Uh, Kyle is actually He-Man, but will never discover his power in-joke among the crew was... Until I discovered that. Mm -hmm. My theory was, He-Man is Adora's dad, and he's part of the Resistance. Not the brother, it's the dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I really prefer Kyle as He-Man now. It is funny. It is it's, so it's, funny. I love Kyle, and that's the only reason. I just love this little twiggy schmuck. 
God damn it, Kyle. God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> um, the, I, I know on one of the trivia, like on the trivia pages in the wiki, it mentions that um, Kyle told Scorpia that he likes uh, Rogelio. Yeah, and Scorpia yeah. actually mentions that in one of the episodes. Oh yeah, she does, doesn't she? When yeah. she's talking to Swiftwind. In uh, the other things, there was an interview where Andy Stevenson uh, said that they like to think Lonnie is involved in there somehow. That, it's a poly. They're a poly. Like they're a poly. Um, yeah. yeah. And then there's some other sort of like soft canon stuff. Like there's a soft canon uh, daughter of Perfuma and Scorpia. Flora. Yeah. She's adorable. I love her. She is and Andy Stevenson designed uh, Adora and Catra's kid. Yeah, Finn. Their non-binary yeah. child. Yep. Yeah. Love them. Um, but bouncing off of fucking the Catra stuff, uh, you got fucking Adora. Yeah. Adora. Because, like, Adora's whole thing is she has the biggest hero complex imaginable. <laughs> Yo, I, 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 I still want to know who fought after all these years. Oh yeah, no, Adora's gonna fight on our side as soon as she sees we're massacring people. Like, how did they think this golden retriever of a girl was going to act? It's true. When you Shadow like Weaver... when she found out, yeah, the horde was lying to you this entire time. Shadow Weaver uh, is not smart. Yeah. She's smart in a lot of things. This is not one of them. This is where she was blind by sentimentality, I feel. Yeah, her one tiny soft spot in her shriveled stone heart. For Adora and Micah. Catra on some level. On some weird level. Like, their relationship is complicated, clearly. It is. Like, uh, but going back to, like, Adora, like... Dora, Adora's whole character arc doesn't come full like it, it does it doesn't come into full focus until season five because it's like Adora has like little mini arcs about like trying to it's like owning up to destiny but also defying destiny but also trying to be good enough for other people and like it's like little things and then it kind of just everything all comes together at the end yeah because because Adora's the Tying back to the thing that we said about Catra, about like, a Catra, Catra's outlook on a certain thing has been enforced by reinforced by other people. Adora is the same way. Adora, uh, let's let's follow the, this line, right? Adora becomes a hero. She starts saving the day, and she actually starts getting good at it. And then she becomes a little overconfident in the one time and the one time that she fails she's like i gotta make up for it which is with uh angela i gotta make mm-hmm. up for it. i gotta make the heroic sacrifice that's the right thing to do and then angela is like no you shouldn't have to do that i'm going to make the heroic sacrifice and then she does thus reinforcing this idea that the heroic sacrifice was necessary and further reinforced by that thing that Glimmer said where she was like if you were so great as She-Ra my mom would still be alive and it's like 
Adora keeps failing everyone. Yeah. I think one of the, like, the best introduction to Adora is right at the start of the series, like, right, right at her introduction in the training exercise, where Catra's going to fall through, like, fall through the floor, and so mm-hmm. she reaches out to save her, and then Catra, like, takes advantage of that. Like, that informs so much of both of their characters. Can we talk about how, like, the end is literally a callback to that scene? Yep. Where Catra's, where like, reaching out to her in the darkness, and it's literally a callback to that scene? Yep. And it physically hurt me? Yep. Almost as much as uh, at the end of Save the Cat, when she wakes up and she says, Hey, Adora. Ah! The one that hurt the most is not I, not any Hey, Adoras. It's, Hello, Adora. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that one. That yeah, one hurts. The, the, again, the completely innocuous catchphrase being used in a different context to make you hurt. Example, uh, Spran against the world, etc. You know, shit like that. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, used it in a different context, and it hurts. It hurts so bad, it makes me want to die. Uh, but anyway, the, you're, you're, you're right. Like, Adora's starts off as sort of a self-sacrificing, like, too-good-for-her-own-good character. And then everything that keeps happening to her, like, just keeps reinforcing this idea that self-sacrifice is the right thing to do. She has to self-sacrifice. There's no other choice. Like, Mara had to sacrifice herself. Angela had to sacrifice herself. She had to sacrifice the power of She-Ra to stop fucking the, the heart of Etheria from going off. It's like sacrificing... And sacrificing over and over again. And. Like her. Her thing at the end. When we see that vision of her with Catra. Is like. Adora isn't. Shadow Weaver says like. Catra distracts you. Which is true. But not in the way she thinks. It's that Adora. For the first time in the back of her mind thinks that like maybe there's something for me other than like being a hero that sacrifices their, themselves for everybody but doesn't want to admit it doing it for a vague instead of for like a vague everyone doing it for her and a specific person mhm like someone i forget who said it there was a the twitter post that perfectly encapsulated it and it's it's that like um, Katra's greatest, like, uh, act of love for Adora is putting herself in danger and basically almost sacrificing her life for her. But Adora would have done that for anybody. Adora mm-hmm. would have sacrificed her life for anyone. Adora's greatest act of love to Katra was living. Yep. Adora would have sacrificed her life for her corn chip. <laughs> she would have. She would have. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Adora. Uh, I love Adora. What were you going to say, the Blazer? No. Okay, go on, go on, Scarlet. I, I think one of the other great things about her is seeing, like, her struggle with, like, her struggle with She-Ra. Like, right. 
Especially in her, like, the original costume, which uh, N.D. Stevenson mentioned, um, like, she's not supposed to fit in. It's more militaristic. It's sharper edges. It's rougher. And mm. it doesn't fit her because it's not her. Yeah, um, because, because of the sword, yeah. Yeah, because of the sword, because of what she thinks She-Ra is then. It's yeah. why her later form... Like works so much better. Yeah. Like it, she fits it. It's a rainbow sword. It's um, longer, like flowing, softer, yeah, more accepting. All, yeah, it's also closer to the original sword too. Yeah. Like from the original show. And like, it's all it's like a self-actualization of Zora of the us. It's almost a Zora of Adora's whole like what's the word self-acceptance it's like you know what the fucking adora's whole character arc really was just about loving herself huh yep damn damn yeah the only one who didn't really get a character arc of the main characters is Bo, isn't it yeah, it's it kind of sucks. Yeah. I, that was gonna say I was gonna say that Bo kind of gets the short end of the stick, unfortunately. Like, like even Trapta gets more stuff than Bo. His big his big thing is not to sell it short. Is he's upset his friends are fighting? And it's like the the friendship is like failing them. Mm-hmm. Like. I would have loved an episode where, like, Bo and Glimmer are still fighting after they find Catra, and, like, Bo and Catra get separated from Glimmer and Adora, and it's Catra, of all people, that Bo confides in? Yeah. About the, all this? And it's like, I don't know, I think that would have been... That would have been good. It also would have given more screen time to... For a catcher to interact with Glimmer and Bo. Because honestly, some of that stuff, like I said, some of that stuff is the best stuff in the show, is when she's just kind of hanging out with everybody. I really like, want. I know we're back on Catcher, but that's because Catcher is such an integral part of the series. She, she is. Like, I, I, they, want, I, I want to see her and Scorpio reconcile. Like, I, I think, want to see her. Proper. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, she got a hug from Scorpio, because, you know, that's just how Scorpio be. She gives great hugs. She gives great hugs. But, like, I want, like, I want to see Catra trying to be a better friend. Just, like, just an episode of, of her just trying to be a friend. Mm-hmm. And having I, no clue what to do. I want so bad for there to be an episode where Adora has to go somewhere and leaves Catra alone with the other princesses. Oh, man. Just, I want that so bad. Like, like, how long is it going to take for uh, Perfume to try and put a flower crown on her? Five seconds. Like, literally no. five seconds. Mm. I think Perfume holds the biggest grudge. Well, no, because she was, like, all about, like, we can help you work through your abandonment issues and negativity. True. No, oh, I, 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 Frosta holds the biggest grudge. Frosta and Mermista. No, Mermista. It's Mermista. Because it was because, it was because Catra led the charge on destroying her kingdom. 
It's Frosta because Catra ruined Princess Prom. That too. Catra ruined Princess Prom. How dare she? I and and I think as a kid, she has a harder like the hardest time with it. I think. It's yeah. She's the only one, but that doesn't like seem to grow up at all of the other characters. But that's because she starts off as like eleven. Yeah. So there's really not going to be that much of a like a change there from eleven to like. Okay, 12, so uh, t- however, because like this. Okay, so let me just say it that according to some people, this is unsourced. That N.D. N.D. Stevenson at some point said that the show. The events of the show take place over the course of three years. Which I believe. Yeah, the tracks. Because it's like, you start to add up some of the time. It's like, uh, I mentioned off-podcast, like, Entrapta says, uh, day 165 of being in the Horde. Now, whether or not it's her being in the Horde, or if that's her working on the portal is unclear. And also, when they're leaving um, Beast Island, she says, title cycle 37. And the tidal cycle, if it's the same to Earth, is 24 hours. So she's been at there on that island for over a month. And then there's another month that's unaccounted for where Adora is training. And then there's all the other unaccounted for time between episodes. So it's like, yeah, I believe it. I'm like, yeah, like, season four, there's, like, this whole time where, like, their horde is setting up their big plan. And Mm -hmm. they're moving around the Whispering Woods. And they're, like... There's guerrilla engagements going on everywhere. And then in season five, they're literally traveling through space. Space travel takes a long time. No matter what. Even if, even if they're moving, like, with science, science fiction speeds. Still long distances. You know? D- dialing back a yeah. little yeah. bit? Perfuma... I need to pick my word. I had a word specific. Uh, neutralizes Catra with a flower crown made from catnip that just absolutely zoots <laughs> her. Yes, out. she gets her high. I think that every time that Catra does literally anything wrong, Mamista sprays her with a spray bottle. Yes. Yeah. Wait, no! That just reminded me of that scene where Spinner, uh, like Natasha is talking about everybody's weaknesses, and Catra is like, yeah, well, you may want to talk about Princess's weaknesses, but you're not talking about real warriors, like me, and just, like, spritzes her and throws a net at her. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I wish we got more Natasha. I wish we, literally, it's like, again, I wish we got more of everyone. I would just want more. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see more, like, I, I, I'm not a fan of the original. I've never seen it. I just wanted to see more, like, adaptations of them. Like, just more one-off of, all like, all these other characters. I wanted so badly for Huntara and Perfuma to interact more. God, I yeah. I wanted that. I wanted that so bad. They were... I want... Can I just get a Huntara Scorpia Perfuma episode? I want that. Just... There's so many combinations of characters that I just want to see have an episode. Just, uh... I, I, I wanted to see more Catra ruling the Crimson Wastes. Yes! That, like... 
Okay, I understand why she went back and how, like, why she did what she did. I just would love, like, two or three episodes of her just being the baddest bitch in the Crimson Wastes. Mm-hmm. And her being happy. And her, yeah, it's like Scorpius said, like, this is the first, this is the happiest I've ever seen you. Scratch that. This is the only time I've ever seen you happy. And that's depressing. Yeah. Truly. And it's, again, it just hammers home the fact that, like, the only person that ever made her happy is gone. And, uh, she keeps pushing her away. Hurts. Hurts, man. It does. But, what was that, that thing I posted here earlier? What was, like, um, how Milog responds to Catra's emotions? And when Milog kissed Adora, oh, Milog yeah. kissed Adora, it was because that's what Catra wanted. And then and someone like Adora's bed and stuff. The, yeah. The, the, the Milog lying on Adora's bed like she used to, and just sitting yeah. there watching her, and you're like, ah, like she always did growing up. Like, ah, physically hurts. Just stab me and twist the knife, why don't you? My God, it's it's soul crushing. Uh, you know what was another super underrated like dynamic that I liked was and the one I didn't expect was the 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 B plot about Micah and fucking uh uh fucking I just had her name the Ice Princess Frosta Frosta, Frosta. yeah like, yeah the, that that, was B, a good that, that whole B plot was great Micah missed his little girl growing up uh, which we never never and... got to address. No, uh, we never got to address that. We never got to address the fact that he wasn't there when his wife died, or yeah. well, not died so much as he's trapped in an alternate reality for all eternity. No, she's. Dead. I feel like now that they're back in the main universe, they could probably fish her that out. Could be in a, literally. I was thinking of a fucking you know the the, the Avatar thing. What was like? Where's Zuko's mom? It's literally just that's what the main plot of that that comic would be is them traveling through space and trying to figure out how to get Angela back. Just stable portal. You you have access to stable portal technology. Open the portal. Yeah, but she, oh, she got in, erased with everything else when that happened. It's un it's and Trapta said you'd have to you'd be trapped in between dimensions essentially. Not yeah. in just not in She's, Bondos, but like trapped in like this weird void between dimensions. Not which isn't in warp, warp space, space essentially. Which Opens itself to lots of plot possibilities. Yeah, like fish her out. Like, you know, if we get best friend squad in space, that mm-hmm. would make like for a good like season villain. Quote yeah, unquote. Some, some sort of like weird eldritch creature in in between spaces. Or like yeah. and like yeah, her, her like corrupted or something. There's another idea where it's like them awakening the 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 world, the magic of all these different worlds. There might be magic that they shouldn't wake up. Yeah. You know, the bad magic, which is, that's another plot. plot. There's a lot of plot possibilities. Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor. Skeletor. Um, that was another thing I was going to mention is like, this is sort of, uh, you mentioned stuff from the original show. I was going to mention some stuff that I did know about the original show. Like, for example, Horde Prime uh, was in the original show, but he was very different. He was, um, like yes. this faceless elder demon cloud thing or whatever the fuck. 
never got an actual physical reveal, but I'm kind of it was no. kind of interesting what they did with him. Uh, also, someone did point out that like uh, Owl House and uh, She-Ra both have the thing where it's like, wait, the villain was institutionalized Christianity the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> was institutionalized Christianity the whole time. Man, it's almost like queer, <laughs> queer creators have an issue with institutional Christianity. It's like you the the allegory of Catra uh, trying to not think about Adora, the woman she loves, by literally being baptized. Yeah. It's like, you could mm-hmm. not be more clear with this allegory. Yep. It, it's kind of hilarious. Also, I love the fact that, like, the defeat of Horde Prime is just, like, oh, it's, like, literally five seconds, but we take, like, ten minutes to focus on, like, the real important shit, which is Catra and Adora's relationship. Yeah. That's the real shit that matters. Who gives a shit about the villain? Uh, I really, I did want to see, like... A final battle. A final battle between uh, Horde Prime and She-Ra. Just because this animation team would have had some really good work to do with it. Yeah, there like, was a lot of potential for, like... She-Ra never ran into, like, a, an, a, a a threat that was, like, on her level. Yeah, which, like I said, they catch her, you know, matches She-Ra, but, like... Yeah. There's no one, like... Yeah, there's no... I would have loved to see an all-out magical battle. Yeah, with some sort of like again that has the again the potential for like awakening the magic of all these old worlds. There's like some sort of ancient evil magic there. Some like, sort of like whatever, right? Yeah. It goes against the entire thesis of the show for like the villain to be defeated on a one on one battle like that. It does. But it also just would have been really cool. It would have been really cool. We did get to see a lot of cool stuff, like her like jumping through asteroids and cutting spaceships in half. <laughs> Yeah. That was sick. Or like The final make... battle is like they're, you know, breaking Marmista and Scorpia out and all that stuff. That was also yeah. really good. There's a lot of cool stuff there. They got a lot of cool stuff. They had really good choreographers. Yeah. Sidebar. This is just me, though. I'm mad that they made Shadow Weaver hot, but that's just me. <laughs> Ladies with f- fucked up scars always get me. Yeah. That makes me mad that she's hot. She's te- she's still terrible. She's still. Can we talk about her like non her arc slash non arc? Like yeah, she's she has like it's weird. She fits into the archetype I like to call. The lesson is that some people don't fucking change, or they only change at the very last second. Yeah, because she does change, but like. By, like, you know, the middle of season four, end of, se- like, season five, she's clearly changing. Like, when she tells, uh, Cas- what is it, Castra? Castora. Uh, Castaspella. Castaspella, take me down if I try to take the magic for myself. Right, yeah. Which is not something mm-hmm. season old, three, old ch- like, season yeah. two or three would say. She No, she wouldn't have. It's like... She is having, like, a a miniature arc, but it's sort of, like, the show is trying to tell you that while she is having an arc, she's done too much to, like, make up for it. Yeah. And I kind of like that, is that, like, sometimes people don't 
get a redemption arc. They get to have that one last heroic sacrifice to, like, try and redeem themselves at the end, but at the end of the day, they don't get to have an arc. Or even... I, I still kind of see her as having a redemption arc. I think it's... Even if you don't like the person, everybody gets a chance to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, yeah. Or even as, like, a more redeemed person, she's still... She, she does, her personality does not change as a redeemed person. She's still a manipulative bitch. She's still manipulative. She still thinks like, you know, we get it to like the be- this is the best way to do things. Or like, she'll say that shit about like you really weren't as good as your brother, or like just shit that's like, wow, did you really have to be such a bitch? She's a good person, not a nice person. No. Or fucking um. She did have what she did have my favorite joke in the whole show though. And that was when Glimmer was in her garden and Glimmer was like, "What are those for?" "Those are daisies." Yeah. I find them I find them charming. <laughs> and it's literally that joke is is funny because it's Shadow Weaver that's saying it. Yeah. That's why it's so fucking funny. Anytime, like, a super serious character makes a joke like that, it's always funny. Or, like, when she's, like, um, the, where she was just making a cup of tea. Yeah, she's just making tea. Just hanging out. Have it, or when she's, like, trying to, like, do a fucking bonsai and trim her garden. Scorpia is in the background trying to control, like, get a hold of Emily. <laughs> uh, also, okay. We talked about this in this fucking text yet but like it tried to fuck that ship right oh yeah <laughs> yeah so everybody who saw that went yeah it trapped to fuck that shit and trapped to fuck that ship and trapped to looks at that ship the way i look at a 1965 buick riviera damn and i just relate with I, that that's the most i've ever related to a character in my entire goddamn life yes we're gonna spend some quality time together Big wig, big wiggle, <laughs> eyebrow wiggles. Yeah, you you know that that girl gives the strap to fucking Hordak. Oh yeah, you know it. Mm-hmm. You know it. Okay, you know another thing that fucked me up was like, uh, that thing about that she is like the oldest princess and she's like fucking like late twenties and I'm like that does track, but also what. You know, girl yeah. has girl is almost thirty and literally has no social skills. Relatable. Yep. Oh God, I love her so much. She, she, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I think nine nine times out of ten, yeah, she's my favorite character. Yeah, like a. On any given day, you might ask me, I might say it otherwise, but nine, you ask me nine times out of ten, I'm probably going to say Trapta. I, She's top three. I, I, I love yeah. her so fucking much. Uh, same. She's one of my favorite fictional characters, period. She's, she's going on my like favorite fictional characters of all time list. Right next to Goliath. <laughs> You get to be right there. Purple. Purple. She's purple. What if it was purple, though? Purple. 
What if it was purple? What if it was purple? Oh wait, no. I should. I I think I mentioned off call was like I need to add that that meme about like I love autistic coded purple scientists. I need... You mentioned that on. No, no, but no, no. The, I was gonna add another character onto that, uh, which was uh, yeah. Twilight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twilight, Twilight Sparkle, specifically uh, Cy Twy from fucking Equestria Girls. You know, that another like fucking purple character, but also just like a lot of purple characters in general. Purple's a, purple's good, color. a good color. I realized that uh, almost the entire cast has issues with social skills thinking about it yeah social skills uh a beat social skills hard. are hard it ties into the whole friendship being a big plot point that like interacting with other people is hard you know like, yeah frosta is 11 so she doesn't yeah. know how to interact with other people she gets a bit she gets a bit of a pass she's an 11 year old kid Glimmer, yeah, she has a pass. Glimmer has only ever had one friend. Bo, and that's pretty much against her mother's wishes. And Bo is the Bo is the kind of the only one who's like mostly well adjusted. Well adjusted, mostly, 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 mostly. Um, and fucking Perfuma is. I love a Perfuma, but she's her a lot. And Scorpia have boundary issues. They do. She's a crystal Reiki girl. That that Reiki that's girl. the only thing with Perfuma. Perfuma is when you think of a t- stereotypical druid, she's that character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she also has like no sense of personal boundaries. Absolutely not. Just in a different yeah. way to Scorpio. Yeah. But in a compatible yeah, way. In a compatible way. And together, when they're around personal space just doesn't exist. They, they make two halves no. of a whole idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that about pretty much any couple in this. In this. You can say that about Bo's dads. You co- God, I yeah. love Bo's dads. They're so great. George and Lance are very good. Very, very good. I love George and Lance so much. That's... The- Oh. I love that their names are just George yeah, and Lance. George, no, fucking that that um that scene where uh deep uh where Bo is like looking through the door and uh he, one of them reaches for the cookies and he's like ah ah ah. <laughs> God, I wanted more of them. Yeah. yeah. What did I, the... I really like them as like parents and like you know as like kids not really understanding what their parents want for them. Like, they thought they were doing the right thing, and they thought they were suppo- supporting Bo. Mm-hmm. Just and then didn't... it's like, yeah. oh, shit, we weren't. You know? and, and they, they were so sad about it. What great parents. What good parents. There are no bad... Well, except for Shadow Weaver, there are no bad parents. And I guess Horde Prime, kind of, I guess. People How would you call Horde Prime? It's big, he's a weird... It's because all the the other Hordes are clones of him, so it's like, he's not really the... It's weird. But he calls them he's brothers. brothers. He doesn't call them... He calls them, he calls them all them little brothers. brother. They're, yeah, brother. Little brother. Little, little brother. Sister. Little sister. By the way, fun fact. A fucking... Um, Hordak says Horde Prime... Same voice actor is uh, Darius 
in Owl House. Huh. Fun. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Glad he's doing still doing stuff after this show. Yeah. Because this is like one yes. of the only things he had done. Which, um, good. We need more. We need more voice actors out here. Because. I. Mm-hmm. No, you finish. I mean, Laser love talking about, you know, the the greats, but like at the same time, we need some more meat out. We need some more fresh meat out here. It is nice to be like, who is that? Yeah. Rather than, oh, that's Rob yeah. Paulson. Oh, that's yeah, it, this or that is. or the other. It is. I, I'm happy for that. Because it's like, you know, yeah, Keston John is his name. I feel like Amy Carrero is one of the one of those people we have to keep an eye out for. Amy Carrero, yeah, yeah, Odora, yeah, yeah. Well, she's for she's sure. got a few things. Um, mm-hmm. this and I think her other major one is Ellen of Avalar. Yeah, I've heard that show is a is a good yeah. musical show. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, she's out here yeah. doing things, and she was on Critical Role. She wasn't critical. I I think, I think my two favorite performances. No, no, my three. I have three performances that I'm like. These are my three performances in the show. Uh, one is AJ Metallica as Catra. Fucking kills it. I, I she's great. Uh, because because Catra is such a great character. She brings such a like energy to the character, and she gets some of the biggest like emotional moments and she really gets to like hashtag capital a act you know yeah and the the other one is um kirsten woods is entrapta fucking just yeah. mm, mm. but honestly my favorite performance not even close is jacob Tobias double trouble yeah they killed it yeah, they killed it. They brought that theater kid energy. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that that is definitely the word I was looking for. When he's when they're fucking um, yeah, when Seahawk is like holding him, it's like hold up my arm, darling. I'm trying to be dramatic. <laughs> just like lift <laughs> me up, darling. Just like I'm here to cause problems. I'm here purpose. to cause problems and be dramatic. I love them. You know what two characters I would really love to see in an episode mm, of? Double Trouble yeah, and Seahawk. I, I was yes! just thinking that. I want that. I want Double Trouble and Bo to interact. Yeah. Yes. Double Trouble, Bo, and Seahawk. Yes. Oh, and you, you need... And Swift Wind. And Swift Wind, yeah. You need one... I mean this in the comedy duo sense. Straight man in there. And oh, yeah. Bo would be a good... Yeah. yeah. For that. Bo, uh, we cannot... Uh, to Just to say... There's... I, there, uh, N.D. Stevenson has gone on record that, like... There is like maybe one or two straight characters in this whole fucking show. Everyone is either bisexual, lesbian, gay, 
Ace. Or non-binary, or some combination of those. Which is why I exactly. clarified, yeah, I mean exactly. this in yeah. the oh, comedic yeah, yeah, yeah. duo because, sense. Because it yeah. was confirmed by Andy Stevenson that, like, uh, Bo did, in fact, have a crush on Seahawk for a bit. Yeah. Oh, very really? Cute. Yeah. <laughs> you, there's, there's, there's so much, like, energy and some like, a fucking, when they first meet Mermista, and it's like, you have an eight-foot-tall lady with a sword. And I kind of like want her on my side. It's like, yeah, this girl likes whamming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this girl likes whamming. Same with the uh, glimmer. Glimmer had like uh, apparently had a thing for Adora for a short while. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Glimmer's bis- Glimmer's bisexual. Uh, Adora was confirmed lesbian. Yeah, and Katra also was confirmed lesbian. They're lesbians and- with each other. They are lesbians Lesbian. with each other. Lesbian? 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 Go on. Go on, take your time. Lesbian. No, my favorite lesbian joke is still the Scott Pilgrim one. Yeah. As much as yeah. I love like, the misspelling one, it's Scott Pilgrim. It is no, you're correct. Though you're the one where it's on Twitter and the original poster is like, I did eventually learn how to spell lesbian, and then misspells mm-hmm. it there too, and then just goes <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck. It's really good. Yeah, uh, this this <sighs> show also said herbo rights. Yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. God, Adora is so fucking dumb. The thing I posted earlier, I almost like I was originally like, I don't know if Adora should be in here, and then I'm like, no, wait a minute. She's so stupid. Adora is smart. She, she is, but absolutely put a pot on her head and play Ram with other people. Yeah, if you were absolutely, in a physical contest. She's there. Like she. That that scene where she's talking with the the jewel siblings and it's like, are you stupid? Like you can't stand up to Horde Prime. What are you stupid? It's like 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 are you like uh, something about like and the wording was like, you aren't gonna you oh yeah they said you aren't gonna stand up to Horde Prime. Are you stupid? I am. That is stand up to Horde Prime. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I think. <laughs> One of my favorite things is the fact that she cannot lie or act to save her life. Absolutely fucking not. And like no. when they were rooting out double trouble, she's like, "Acting was very hard. Please never ask me to do it again." <laughs> the other herbo in the room is Scorpia. Yeah. Yeah. God. She's so. Bad. What? What? What is the difference between herbo? Bimbo and Herbo. Bimbo, because Himbo is supposed to be a masculinization of Bimbo, and then you just take it further to Herbo? It's because Herbo is... Because Bimbo, a lot of time, is used, like, derogatory. So it's... Okay. Herbo is more of a, like... It's a way of saying it without being derogatory, like... Oh, you're fucking dumb. You're fucking it. dumb, and I love well, it. The thing for Himbo and Herbo okay. is they also they have to be kind. 
They have mm-hmm. to be stupid. Okay. And they have to and be strong. And they have to respect women. And they have to respect women. Bimbo okay. is so more stupid and yeah, vapid. vapid and usually sexual. It, it usually has yeah. sexual, it usually okay. has sexual connotations, and it's usually used as, as an insult. And it's usually but, like their okay. aesthetic is very pink and glittery and girly. Like Ellie from uh, Legally Blonde could could be classified yeah. as a as a bimbo, but she is also very smart. Yeah, but she has like the bimbo yes. persona going. Yeah, it's it, it's why yeah. we created Herbo for this very specific reason and them them both as well it. for like you know dumb non-binary characters yeah yeah which i am a thembo you are a thembo and we love you for it thank you but yeah adora big herbo scorpia big herbo energies just so dumb scorpia is is definitely dumber but yeah that's not saying a lot. I I keep thinking about that scene when she was just like fucking out of it in the Arctic and her and Scorpio were just kinda like hanging out. It's like, you guys are the best. You're the greatest <laughs> friends ever. That is I love another Adora. duo I would really want to to uh, see. Adora and just, Scorpio. Just more Adora and Scorpio. Yeah, more, Do- more Scorpio and Seahawk. Those three like, together are again, another team. It's so easy. They're, these characters are so well written and have such strong yeah. characterizations that you can put them in any combination and it'll be a fun time. You have to have the Imbo Herder. You do. You have to have the Zembo Herder. Okay, so who are we putting? Okay, yeah. So we have these three. We have the Himbo, the two Herbos. Mm-hmm. We need a herder. We need a herder. Look, Probably should it be Bo it. because Bo's already doing it. No, but but here's the thing: Catra is a cat. Catra will egg Wait, it no, on. Hold on. It's Huntara. Yeah, Huntara is the is yes. The, Huntara is the the himbo herbo fucking herder in that scenario. And okay, I want I, I, and I agree. I agree with Laser Katar. Uh, yeah, Catcher would uh, egg it on. I want Catcher there just to egg it on and, like, agitate Huntara. Hunt- I want that so bad. Yes. Uh, there's so many interactions. There's so many the- good things. Like, yeah, we only got Huntara for, like, it's- three episodes. It, she's such a strong character. Yeah. I loved one for... Literally yeah. and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. Andy Stevenson knew what they were doing when yep. they made this big lady. Big purple big lady. Big purple lady with big sharp with big <laughs> sharp teeth and scars. <laughs> anyway, I was, I'm I need to stop. Speaking oh, of Huntara, I wish yeah, we got Huntara. to see more parts, like more people in the horde. Cuz it does feel uh, like oh yeah, other yes. people who left the horde. Yeah, not even no, not even left the horde. People in the in the horde, other force captains, yeah. other like foot soldiers. Yeah, we we do see little bits of them. There are definitely characters we saw from the horde who were action figures in yeah. the old yeah. line. Like, it's um, just like we didn't get the one uh, Catra's 
Who's who she scratched the eye out of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. octopus lady. And the, f- and the fuzzy one. Right, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah Grizzlar some... or something. Yeah, Grizzlar. Grizzlar, yes. That bitch. Like, I have seen that action figure. It is not one that ages well. <laughs> is, it, is it all furry and shit? I'm going to send oh, no. you a picture. Oh, God. I... It it's mm-hmm. it's of a good example, but you can picture how it would age poorly. Oh no! Oh, I'm, no. I'm, dre- I'm dreading this. Now. No. What laser sends this to us? Hold on. Double Trouble never showed up in the original show, but they were a uh, action, action figure. figure. Yeah, uh, Milog is super different from the original incarnation. To Milog in the original show is like this weird um, mud monster that Shadow Weaver made from sorcery. They could shapeshift, but they were more of like a weird shit. Chip. Oh god, I hate it. Oh no. Oh, I have to open the image. I have to open the image. It, I did, and it's not good. Oh god, that's... Wow. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah. It's, ba- Does it, it's not gonna age... It, it won't age well. No. Yeah. No, no. Yep. It's 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 bad. Yep. It's bad. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, Milog was the that like shape shifting pile of mud, but it's also uh, Milog was also combined with um, Catra's pink line named Claudin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Catra did have a, a pink line. Yeah. Lion. Yeah. And then fucking um, I this is as a sidebar. But I remembered when the show was over, and I can't remember who it was. It was one of the, the artists on the show who had this sudden realization that Catra was a furry. <laughs> Buddy? And it was like, wait, wait, I thought that was just her skin. You were telling me she's like her fur, that's fur and, and Andy Stevens, and it was like, you didn't know when you worked on this show for like two, four, like three years? <laughs> to be fair, it does look like dark skin. Yeah, but but then yeah. it's and then but then you get to season five when she has those little fur tufts on her cheeks. Yeah, then you then like, you start to really notice it. But like up yeah. until then I would like I could just see, yeah, no, this is just she's just tan. She's yeah, just it, brown. As much as I love short hair catcher, I do miss big big floofy catcher. Big floofy. Yeah. Like I loved how she looked in the uh the non canon like flash the forward. Yeah. Yeah, the big, the big floof. I love her big floof, big floofy hair. She'll definitely it's like. Yeah, she definitely grow it out again. Mm-hmm. And I loved Adora's hair. So uh, a fun little fact, because uh, uh, Glimmer wears her mother's earrings after she dies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, we obviously we know like like her and Bo get together, but mm-hmm. in the future she gives Bo one of them. Like, you can see she's Aww. wearing one of them, and Bo's wearing the other one. Oh, oh, So cute. I just cried a little. <laughs> um, That's fucking adorable. Right? So fucking cute. Um, the, the other thing I was going to say was is that that flash forward, we kind of have actually an idea of how far forward that is. 
because um, they said it's Scorpio's first Princess Ball, and we know that the Princess Ball is every ten years. Yep. So if the timeline is to be assumed that the show is over the course of three years, we can assume that that's seven years or eight years later, depending on the timeline, you know, which, wild. Which, yeah, that tracks, you know. Um, And the other thing about, like, this is sort of similar to the thing about the three years passing is another thing that's, like, that N.D. Stevenson said was that Adora is, like, 17 at the start of the series. So, from that, people can sort of extrapolate, like, around the area of where characters might be. Like, it's not hard to believe that Bo, Glimmer, Adora, and Catra are all, like, the same age. You know? So, that tracks. And then, like, some of the other characters, people read Mermista is a little older, and Perfuma, and Scorpia. Which, yeah, that tracks. Etc. Like, once you extrapolate Adora's age, you can kind of, like... Figure everybody else's, yeah. Yeah, because... So, by that token, it would make sense that if Adora's, like, 18 or something when she meets Antara, it makes sense that Antara would call her a kid. Yeah. Because I'm 30, and I would call an 18-year-old a kid. Oh, absolutely. No, Antara's, like... Antara's 40. She's 40. She's old. She's an old, middle-aged woman. And she just wants to be left alone. <laughs> That's the deal with these fucking teenagers. That's, yeah, these fucking teenagers. And they're bullshit. You're 23, you're a teenager! You're, literally, that's, that's, the, that's the other thing. is People, people like, try to t- put that as evidence that no time passes. But, like, come on. Come on. Like I said, I'm 30, and I would call a 20-something a kid, or whatever. It, well, that's just how perspective of age works maybe I, I gesture at our good friend in in our other server jank yeah <laughs> yeah janky i love jank but he is baby he is baby oh god but uh, yes so a lot of that stuff i think can you, even though it's like some of it is obviously up to interpretation it tracks so it's like a, I think I said it's like a Korra situation, where Korra at the start of the series is like seventeen, and then by the end of the series she's like twenty something. Which yeah, it's sad that Adora never gets a new outfit. Yeah. Everybody else does. Well, the main the Bo main Bo does it. Like Bo, Bo gets like a new piece of armor on his outfit. Yeah, that's true. And then Glimmer gets her whole new look, and Catra goes through several looks. Catra with the black yeah. arm is a really good look. I, I love that look. That's my favorite Catra look, with the black arm and the, the mane. I, I do miss the little, like, g- tufts of, like, gray on the part of her mane. I, I just like the big floof. It's very good. Okay, to be fair, also, Adora does get a does get a different costume. It's just not her main. Like it's just not her casual. Yeah, I'd, God, I, I fucking love the new the second Shira. It's so good. Like the more pants, the flowing like cape, magical girl fucking transformations, man. So good. Uh 
please excuse our technical difficulties. Where, uh, so yeah, what was I saying? Right, her outfit in Bright Moon, where she's sneaking around with, like, the pink cape. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, I, I thought that was a really good look. Like, I like her jacket, but, like, look, I'm a sucker for a good, like, cape, cloak, cloak look. Yeah, the cloak look was good. I, I wish she had gotten, like, a little side cape or something. Like, literally, literally fucking anything to change like, up. Like, yeah, her, her future, like, yeah. Her future, like, anything to change up her look, truly. But like, also, let's be honest, she's, she's not somebody who's going to go around, like, looking for a new outfit. She likes what's comfortable and works. Yeah. You take her jacket, she's going to look at you, but I like this jacket. It's comfy. I've broken it in. I can move around in a good seat. And then Catra takes it. Yeah. And wears it. You haven't watched it in a week. And then she does that thing that Bubblegum did with Marceline's shirt. <laughs> God. Am I the only one who, like, hates washing jackets because... Or blankets because it's like, I just got to smell the way I want, in which it doesn't smell? Um, yeah. I, I hate... You. I hate the way fresh laundry smells. I want it to smell like nothing. Mm. I want it to smell like me, so that it smells like nothing. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know what you're using that your clothes aren't smelling like you. Right. Or like, are you putting like laundry sheets in there? I mean, I... What? Like, like no deter- like, smelling like detergent is what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They have a smell. There is, like, detergent that does smell like nothing. Yeah, we buy that. It still smells like clean laundry. Like, mm. it doesn't, like, it's not like, it, it's unscented laundry detergent, but it it's, like, not, it doesn't smell the way it smelled before you put it in the laundry. Well, yeah, because it smells like you. It smells like you. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't. I, I, I like clean clothes. I like smelling clean. I, I do too. I, I don't mean this so much for clothes. I mean this more for like my blanket. When I sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you your bedding is one of those things that doesn't need to be washed as often as your clothes. Like, your bedding should no. be washed like monthly. We do it every other week. Yeah, I was going to say every other week. But yeah. my counterpoint is... I, I like getting into a nice fresh set of sheets oh. is heavenly, especially after a shower. Yeah, it's like oh. I'm neutral on that. I would. Mm-hmm. Sheets that have been used by me f- for a couple days are the perfect one. Because they don't smell like the laundry anymore. They smell like me. And so I don't have any distracting smells. Ah. And I can focus on sleep. It It's no longer like a... I'm finally falling asleep. What's that smell? Oh, that's the sheets. Okay. The, o- the only thing that I hate about washing bedding... Is I gotta punch the shit out of my pillow. 
Oh, yeah. I hate got... when it gets all balled up. Yeah. yeah. I hate that shit. I gotta... I want... I want it to be beat to death. With an inch of its fucking life. Yeah. Well, Welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated, where we talk about laundry. Yeah, what I was gonna say... Hey! Um, we're a bunch of 30-somethings now, okay? <laughs> literally, literally. That's like that... I relate more and more to that one fucking vine where that guy is sitting in the uh, op- the, 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 the entryway of his apartment and he goes, I just got this fucking... Sh- I just put together this she-rack and this is the best fucking thing that's happened to me all fucking day. Just like... <laughs> fine. The most mundane fucking shit just is like, oh, this is nice. I get more excited about new furniture than I do anything else nowadays. Anytime I get new underwear or new socks, I'm like, oh, sweet. (laughs) Oh, God. You know what my thing... You ain't getting underwear and socks as a kid, but as an adult. As an adult. Bringing it back to laundry for a second, you know what my favorite feeling in the world is? Uh-huh. And th- this is akin to your uh, mm-hmm. getting into fresh, clean sheets after a shower. Right. Showering, putting on a fresh pair of underwear, and going to bed. Oh. Going to bed in a fresh pair of underwear is the purest form of joy in the world, and I won't hear otherwise. You and Josuke both. I was going to say the thing about Josuke, him and fucking A.G., what? Yeah, fuck. Josuke in part four says that thing about wearing a fresh, clean pair of underwear on New Year's. Oh. And also, AG from O's has this thing with, like, underwear. Okay. All you need is to, uh, a fresh pair of underwear for tomorrow. Yeah, the the one... Yeah. The last thing I wanted to say about Shira is that I feel like there was an episode where... We did the Rashomon thing, but everybody imagined what they would be like if they transformed into She-Ra. I we kind of got that. We did, but, but yeah, like only only with Marmista. Yeah. Only with Marmista. I wanted to see what everybody She-Ra. else would look like if they transformed into She-Ra. Okay. What 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 are the what are the puns? We got yeah, we got fucking Sea-Ra. We got uh fucking um See what's Shinra, Glimmer is Shinra, Glimmer is Shinra, Bo Ra, Bo Ra, Bo Ra, Bo Ra, Bo Ra, and uh, Frosta is just uh, is Frost Frostra Frost are some it's uh, they don't all they don't all have to be puns truly okay. No, but it's fun to think of. It is. Yeah. Sira is the best one, though. Yeah. That's why they did it with her. Yeah. It's the easiest to work with. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted to see see fucking Perfuma as Sira. I don't know plants. Mm. There has to be a plant that's... It has to be a flower fucking... Yeah. Some joke. Do you know that I... I kind have a vague knowledge of plants, but mm-hmm. now that I have to think about it, I can't think of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's this is a discussion for off podcast. Yeah. 
for I yeah, I think mm-hmm. oh, go. I was just going to say, I don't think I have anything else to say about She-Ra. The last thing I think I want to talk about is we have been talking about, like, how big and important the queer representation in She-Ra is. Mm -hmm. And it is important to recognize that everything we got was fought for tooth and nail. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy Stevenson made every, like, Every decision, every non-binary character, every like queer moment, into and like they got it through strategic thinking and planning. They didn't just go, "Yeah, we're gonna do this." No, they slipped into meetings. Like they waited till the end of the meetings to slip something in, and then got the storyboard along enough to the point where it wouldn't make sense to cut it. Yeah, literally they crafted the love story to the point where it does not make sense for it to not happen at the end. Exactly. The the Catra Adora thing. Adora's entire character arc is so intrinsically tied with Catra that the ending does not make sense without Catra and her being in love. So, so like no way to write yeah. around it. There's no way to write around it. No way to censor it. Everything we got Mm-hmm. Yeah, tooth and nail, and it, it opened the door for so many other shows. Like I, the two shows Ooh. that really opened the door were, as much as people give shit to Steven Universe, Steven Universe did a lot, and so did this show. Yeah, yeah, and but, well, yeah, and Steven Universe, like when they had when they had Ruby and Sapphire married, they mm-hmm. they put Ruby in the dress just so that censors couldn't like. Mm-hmm. Do what they had been doing this entire time and make Ruby a man. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking, like, so many characters were non-binary or, like, just gay and, like, just queer, like, in general. And then this show also did that a lot. And then it it opened the door for shows like Craig of the Creek and Owl House to really broaden their representation. Yeah. Like, yeah, Look at, like, how Gravity Falls couldn't even have, like, a joke character do it until the end of the series. Yeah, or the fact that the entire Korasami romance was cut and we just got the kiss at the end. And we would have gotten more build-up to that if, you know... Didn't even get a kiss, just got a handhold. Yeah, they got a handhold as they walked into... The kiss happened in a comic. Right. I forget. I... It's so it bums me out, man. It does. But there, there's another one where um, I remember when I was watching it, like season three and four of The Legend of Korra, and watching it and just going, "Huh, the chemistry between Korra and Asami, they gay, they gay." And at the time, I thought I was a cishet male. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was like, "Huh, this is pinging my, uh, this is pinging gay." This is pinging gay. I'm getting, some, I'm getting some readings over here. I'm getting some readings over here. But yeah, that it, 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 this show was super fucking important, and it, yeah. it, it, as much as it did, fucking Dana Terrace still has to fight tooth and nail for fucking everything. Still, and it's. We're still the fighting. Good, We're still fighting for I'm sad about Owl House. The, at the very least, we know it was not canceled because of homophobia. 
Yeah. They were very on board. Like, Dan Kiss has mentioned, brought, like, brought up the fact they were very on board for um, Luce and Amity to get together. Like, this was not, a like, a huge fight that she, uh, Dan Kiss had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if they had canceled it because, you know, they are being, like, uh, homophobic and stuff... Dana Terrace has been outspoken enough that we would have heard about it. It's true. Dana Terrace straight up showed... I love that, that thing on Dana Terrace's Twitter where she fucking showed a screen cap from an episode and was like, hey, what's that little watermark over there? Oh, yeah, I powered it. I don't even have... I don't even have fucking cable. <laughs> yeah. Dana Terrace says, Pi- I'm going to pirate my own fucking show. <laughs> but, yeah... But like yeah, in, in the in a Reddit interview, short like a Reddit MAA, yeah. Um, shortly after, like you know, the announcement of season two and the shortening of season three, mm-hmm. they said that, um, yeah, they said it wasn't because of uh, like the queer characters getting together. Yeah. So at least what? there's that. They, they didn't still, say what it Disney. was. Didn't we? Don't know. And we probably we won't don't know. know until the show's over. Uh, yeah, um, we, we can have a good guess. It, uh, it didn't fit the brand. It, it's hard. They, companies find it, quote unquote, harder to market to when you have a cross demographic show for some reason, especially a cross demographic show with a, uh, female lead. Mm. Sure didn't, they sure didn't seem to find it hard to do it when MLP was popular. No, they didn't. Because they just shifted the demographic, basically. They just decided to lean into the bronies. Yeah. (sighs) Well, anyway. Anyways, on that slightly depressing note, what is your favorite episode of She-Ra? Save the cat. It's... Yeah, it... mm, It's Mm. either save the cat... uh, Or... Mm. I think it's Save the Cat uh, Beast Island Yeah Or um, The Perils of Pika Blue <laughs> uh, Perils of it's, yeah. For me yeah. it's a toss up between The Perils of Pika uh, Blue Or Once Upon a Time in the Waste once upon a okay. time in a waste is so good. Uh, the heart honorable mentions go to heart part one and two and um, princess prom. Yeah, princess yeah. prom is would probably be about my third choice. Yeah. For me, the honorable mention is I don't remember the title, but it's the one where uh, they're like in, they're interrogating everyone. And oh, uh, oh, uh, fucking... yeah, and Seahawk makes the now who wants to watch me do squats joke. Uh, it's the Mer Mystery one. It's uh, Mer Mysteries. Mer Mysteries. Yeah, that that that's my honorable mention. But it saved the cat for me. My mm. honorable mention goes to the Battle of Bright Moon. Mm. Yep, where the final attack is a giant rainbow. Yeah, and according to yeah. N.D. Stevenson, when asked by a DreamWorks executive why it's like that. They said it's the queer agenda. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, I also really liked 
uh, fucking, um, what was the, which episode was it? The episode was where they met me log. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that was Shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark. And you're to blame. Yeah, yeah, it was shot in the dark. Milog is a very good name. <laughs> I love Milog. <laughs> Milog's great. I wanted more of Milog. I want Milog and Spoken Swift one to interact. Anyway, we can't keep oh, yeah. saying we want. We can't keep X. saying things. We could talk about. We could do this all day. Just hours. give us the anthology comics. God damn it. Give us the sequel series of them just going through space or a movie i just want comics at this point i just want I, i'd be happy with a she-ra comic i would too i mean i, I don't want Simpson, like first gotta start yeah 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 glad that uh, and the and the and the stevenson comics i'm excited for nemosa to come out nemona nemona and nemona the the get finally getting adapted Yes. yes. Finally, I want I want Lumberjanes to get adapted. I want yeah. that as a TV show. I love Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes are very good, and it's and it's still it's been a hot minute since I've read it. But when I did read it, um, somebody else had taken over, and it was still good. Hmm. And good. I, I I remember I used to watch uh, like a show that talked about comics, and somebody mentioned that like. Everybody is kicking themselves that they didn't pick up Lumberjanes. Like, mm-hmm. DC is kicking themselves that they didn't pick it up. Mm-hmm. They really are. <sighs> I think that's that's everything we got to say about She-Ra. I think, yeah. Two hours mm-hmm. later. L- literally almost two hours later, yes. Final thoughts? Uh, Silverhawks are also out there somewhere. That's that's something I choose to believe. The Silverhawks and the uh, fucking what was the one about the the sharks? Tiger sharks. Tiger sharks. Yeah, the tiger sharks are also out there. So is Brave Star. Yeah, Brave Star. Yep, they're all out might, there. Might as throw well throw Black Star in there too. And yeah, fucking uh, yeah. Galaxy Rangers, Gal- Star Saber. They're all out there somewhere. Yeah, Ulysses Thirty One. Ulysses, they're all out there. Down, down, bam, bam. That's such a good theme. Anyway, Voltron. Uh, not that Voltron, but a a good Voltron. I'm so uh, disappointed. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. Can't get into the Voltron conversation. 80s Voltron. 80s Voltron is out there somewhere. 80s, 80s Voltron, Voltron did nothing wrong. 80s Voltron did nothing wrong. There's a good version of the 2016 Voltron out there somewhere. There is in another universe. Yeah. <laughs> Not this another one. timeline. In a brighter timeline. In a different You timeline. know what? Uh-huh. I liked it better when uh, the version of Voltron everyone hated was the CG remake from the 90s. <laughs> At least they didn't queer bait us. No, nope. at, at least they didn't bury it was. the same gay character twice. Yep, it was just ugly. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let let's let's finish this up. Uh, thank you for listening. Happy Pride. 
contact us. Punch a cop. Punch a cop. Uh, shit in a mailbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, don't shit in a mailbox. Postal workers got enough to deal with. Piss in basil cereal. There you go. Yeah. The pissing his Bezos. Yeah. Buy me cocoa pebbles. Yeah. No, no reason. I just want cocoa pebbles. Please, wherever you're listening to this, rate and review us. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Be nice to us. If you like the show, give them a twelve out of eight. Yeah. Give (laughs) nice that nice circle back on that. Uh, give us a purple out of rectangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, something. Just you... wherever you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can email at us. You can Tumblr at us. You can yeah. shout at the moon. Fields. Yeah, find us on Twitter at Ink Podcasts. It's at I N C P O D C A S T S. You can email us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Where can they find us on the tumblers? At gmail.com. They can find us on Tumblr at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. There's nothing in the email. There anything in the asks? No. That's a nope. No asks. I'll look at the Twitter real quick. I don't think there's anything. There's nothing on the Twitter. Okay, cool. Uh, what are we doing next time? Oh, let me look. Let me look. Because we're not going to have... The next episode won't be out in time for us to do another Pride episode, unfortunately. No. So, no. is it JoJo Part 5? Or... Uh... Uh... T- Today is the 15th. The next recording would be on the 29th. Yeah, it's JoJo Part 5. Okay, cool. Look forward to uh, JoJo Part 5. Vento Oreo Mm. and my my, the love of my life will be back as usual. uh, Adrian for JoJo. Uh. My least favorite JoJo. Wow. We'll get there. Yep. I like part five. but I know you do. You never did watch the anime, though, did you? No, and I'm not looking forward to it. The anime's really good. Yeah, I mean, all the animes are really good. It's way but better. I also... It's better than the manga. <laughs> One of the only times I'll say that about JoJo. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, way better. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Just, okay. Until next time, don't be a jackass. We'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye.